Hey everyone, this is Adam Ellenboss from Nightlight Astrology. Happy Monday, everybody. Today, we are going to take a look at what is arguably the biggest transit of the week, and that is the sun passing over the south node of the moon in the sign of Libra right after our solar eclipse, and then moving into a square with Pluto. Um, that's going to happen by the weekend, but this is a week that in a sense is moving toward this inevitable um, aspect and it's a powerful one so we want to spend time prepping ourselves for it at the very beginning of this week as the week goes on we're going to take a look at mercury kazemi at the heart of the sun in libra which also happens around this same time but i didn't i didn't add the mercury kazemi into today's talk because i wanted to focus first on sun south node and sun pluto so uh, that is our goal for today. I've got 10 what to watch for's with this sequence of events. I'll map out the timeline for you and then talk about those themes that you can watch for. And uh, we'll go from there. Before we get into it, don't forget to like and subscribe. If you're new to the channel, welcome. I hope you enjoy the content. Be sure to check out all of the cool archive playlists. There's lots of evergreen material you can find on the channel, especially if you're studying astrology. Share your comments. It helps the channel to grow. We really appreciate it when you guys give us that thumbs up in the beginning too. Transcripts of any of my daily talks can be found on the website, nightlightastrology.com. And uh, when you are there, I want to promote uh, our upcoming class, which is Ancient Astrology for the Modern Mystic. This begins on November 18th. We have four full years of professional development curriculum for people who are interested in becoming professional astrologers. The courses are laid out first year, second year, and then we have readings and passages, which is sort of like our advanced mentoring class. And then we have a horary astrology course. But the first year program is the one you want to start with, and that begins every six months. So here we are, November 18th is the next course start date, and we are open for enrollment. So you can uh, check out the program on the page. Um, and as you scroll down, you'll see there's 30 classes on the year. We have 12 guest teachers that come in outside of those 30 classes. There's an interactive group forum discussion. So you can ask questions of a tutoring staff year round. They always answer within a day. We have breakout study sessions that tutors lead. So if you have extra questions in between our major units of study, you can ask. There's a bunch of bonus material. You can attend the live webinars or follow along with recordings and go at your own pace. Everything's on a class website. You get to keep it for life. You can download all of it. The bottom of the page, you'll find different enrollment options. Uh, there is a early bird payment plan, saves you $500 off uh, early bird payment, I should say. There is a payment plan that allows you to spread the tuition out over 12 monthly installments. And then we have need-based tuition for people who need a little, maybe uh, a little help to make the class happen. We realize that people are coming from a very, there's a a lot of diversity economically in people who love astrology. It really spans, it's not like just one type of person that loves astrology. And so we don't think that there should be one type of person who gets to study astrology. Um, obviously, astrologers have to make a living, but I think one of the uh, good fortunes of Nightlight and the Nightlight Astrology School has been over the years that we've been able to have people who look and say, you know what, I can afford your your price point, and so I'll go ahead and, and pay that. But then there's other people that say, I can't afford that, and we trust you to make that decision and say, I need a little help, apply for the tuition assistance. And we have found that we've had nothing but really honest um, people in integrity using this kind of unique system that we have. So if you are someone who could use a little help to make it happen, you want a sliding um, scale to work within to find the price point that's ideal for you because you have a tight budget, you're a single parent, you're on retirement fixed income, you know, whatever your situation is, you're working two jobs and it's just tight, we get it. So um, 
it, you know, everyone should be able to study astrology. And uh, that's what we think makes our program really fantastic is that we have a lot of different people coming from a lot of different backgrounds that are able to share in the joy of this subject. So at any rate, if you want to use that, please do it just click on the apply now button. If you could use the need-based tuition assistance, email us info at nightlightastrology.com. If you have any questions whatsoever about whatever the, the, what the program entails or whatever you uh, might have to ask us about the enrollment options or anything like that. Okay. Well, the other thing that I want to promote today is my friends over at astrology hub. They have an inner circle program, which is coming up, uh, starts in the new year. You have, um, if I'm going to scroll down here, uh, you can learn more about it on astrologyhub.com. And when you go over to astrologyhub.com, let me actually, um, I'll just put this up in case you need. There we go. I'll put a banner up so you can actually see the website. So it's astrologyhub.com. When you go there, what you're going to do is you're going to click on membership. And then this is the inner circle. What's cool about the inner circle, and I've actually been one of the teachers in one of the inner circle groups. I think it was 2000 and I want to say 22 that I was one of the 12 teachers on the year. So you got 12 different astrologers that lead you through one moon cycle for the year, looking at all the transits, the lessons uh, inherent, some like rituals of transformation you can do. So it's a really nice monthly moon circle that meets um, throughout the year. Um, it's a little different than our Roots and Spheres program, for example, where we're working through the year, but we're working with plants. And you got the same two teachers. I like offering this to people because it's another really great monthly moon circle that Astrology Hub offers that I've, again, I've participated in as a teacher in the past. Um, and it's really, what I like about it is that you get 12 different, you get a bunch of different astrologers giving you their insights. So it's a way of receiving a lot of wisdom about astrology and taking a yearly journey through the transits of the year with 12 different astrologers. Uh, in a, and again, you can scroll down and learn more about it. And the other thing that I like is that each astrologer teaches like one masterclass on the year. Uh, so anyway, my masterclass, I can't remember what I think it might have been on. Um, I'm trying to remember what it was. Maybe it was on Saturn. I don't remember. But at any rate, check them out, sign up for the Inner Circle if you're looking for a place to develop community and a really cool list of astrologers teaching on the astrology of 2024. That's coming up soon, so I hope you will take advantage of it, sign up and enjoy the program. Okay, now all of our promotions have been done for the day, so we can get right into our talk. So here is the astrology of this week. Uh, this is Saturday, October 21st, and what I want to point out is that you can see that the sun will be uh, moving through the square with Pluto. Now, this is Saturday, October 21st. I'm going to back this up and just show you how the week evolves from Monday when they're within about five degrees of one another. First, we have the sun. This is the mean node measurement, but the sun crosses the south node middle of the week, Wednesday. And then by Friday, we're getting right into the territory of Mercury square Pluto and then the sun square Pluto into Saturday. The Mercury Kazemi happens in there too. Like I said, we'll visit that in a separate video. But that's the big astrology of the week right there. I mean, that is a powerful series of transits. 
the Mercury combustion, the Mercury Kazemi, the Mercury square Pluto, the sun crossing the south node, the sun squaring Pluto. Today, I want to give you a list of things to watch for considering the sun crossing the south node and the sun squaring Pluto. Now these are again, as always in no particular order, but I think that they are all relevant archetypal themes or symbolic sort of predictive ways of looking at what might come up. So number one is that you'll see old patterns and old cycles resolving or coming to a head somehow, especially related to the topics of the sun. Now on the most, and this is because the sun crossing the south node has a way of crystallizing things that have a history behind them, something that exists in the past or that has a long history. When the sun comes across the south node, you can feel sort of illuminated from within, which is beautiful. You can kind of say, ah, I've come to the conclusion of a great cycle. I think it's interesting that this will be happening for me as I'm at my sister's wedding. You know, that's really kind of beautiful in the sense of seeing this kind of um, cycle of family and my, you know, we're both married now and like all of that. So, you know, sun and south node can very peacefully represent the resolution of old, um, old cycles and patterns. Um, and then anything related to the sun, you can see coming to some kind of head or, or conclusion. And the reason for that is, of course, that the sun symbolism when it crosses the south node becomes um, a critical part of what from the past is reaching its moment of integration or release or completion or closure, however we want to look at it. Sun stuff would be anything related to, you know, uh, solar figures uh, like uh, leaders, fathers, paternal karma, uh, anything related to um, your sense of ambition or purpose in life too. Uh, somehow a, a purpose that you've had, you're reaching a moment of having realized something about it or completed or achieved something relative to a set of goals or a series of, of goals that you've had over a long period of time. Now it's like you're ready to let them go or somehow something has been realized or reached or accomplished or a pattern of striving for something has reached its, its dead end. It's like not gonna do this anymore. So watch for anything related to the sun, especially on the broadest level, ambitions, our sense of purpose, what motivates us, a kind of direction that our life is taking, reaching some place of closure, crystallization, completion, accomplishment, resolution, letting go um, for better or worse. Number two would be difficult choices. The sun crossing the south node in the sign of Libra, as it also squares Pluto, could suggest that we have to make a difficult choice. Now, I talked at length when in another video about um, the importance of the sign of Libra in the eclipse that we had of making choices, making choices that reflect an, in, an inner subjective being that is making a choice from the position of being a soul rather than only making a choice based on sort of pre-existing criteria or some kind of social uh, algebra or calculus or whatever. So difficult choices can come up. We can be faced with looking at different things, weighing different options, somehow being thrust into the, into the middle of something that we feel like, oh, I don't, I don't want to be in the middle of it. So how do I make a choice that sort of exonerates me from anyone being upset or disappointed, but there it is. We may have to make a difficult choice. Difficult choices 
with this kind of signature might disappoint someone, but can you make that choice from the position of your soul? And it might feel weighty or heavy, or the, the, the choice may have some kind of history behind it with the connection of the South Node and Pluto. Number three would be a reduction of the light. The South Node can simply diminish things that it touches. This was one of the meanings that ancient astrologers gave the South Node as a general meaning of reduction or diminishment. So when the sun crosses the south node of the moon, there can be a reduction or diminishment of light. That could mean, you know, you get a cold, like something super mundane like that. Or it could be that there's a lack of clarity. Sometimes you will see for this reason that we also have, so just reduction of light in general could mean that vitality, spirit, understanding, consciousness is just somehow dimmed as you go through some passage where it's just hard to see clearly what's going on or or it's hard to see clearly what to do. Um, this leads into the death and rebirth of solar figures theme because a reduction of the light could mean that solar figures are ready to pass or in some cases, you know, some 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 like you could imagine someone who's older or sick literally leaving their body and moving to their next lifetime. Uh, something I believe in personally. But on the other hand, you could see um, the death and rebirth symbolism being metaphorical. You get uh, your boss uh, leaves your company and you get a new boss. Um, so the death and rebirth around solar figures may have a distinctly paternal flavor around it, like um, fathers, karma around fathers and death and rebirth signatures, healing and growth transformation relative to dad karma. But also um, anything anything at all that would represent a um, a leader or even within yourself, some sense of your own authority or your own um, intelligence going through a death and rebirth. I thought I was being intelligent making this decision, but I got a lot of feedback from it that makes me realize that my own unconscious was at work, right? And so I have to reevaluate um, you know, how I see myself and, uh, and I have to kind of evaluate my own sense of judgment, you know, like I, I don't always have things right, or I can get things wrong or whatever. So the death and rebirth of solar figures can also be about the solar figure within us, the wise judge, the parent, the leader, the authority figure, and the, that part of us has to go through some kind of transformation. Number five would be a diplomatic crisis where there are multiple conflicting needs or values, and it's just hard to make everyone happy. And you have to kind of come up with a, a decision or a choice that balances competing needs, values, etc. So just watch for the Sun and Libra to be trying to mediate a difficult situation where there might be conflicting um, ideas or, or values or needs or desires. Number six would be the karma of fathers, leaders, etc. I guess that's kind of a repeat of death of re rebirth of solar figures. But I mean, what I, I guess more, more um, specifically, what I mean here is that if you have a behavioral pattern that has its roots in your dad, if your dad had a drinking problem and you have a drinking problem and suddenly you're hitting rock bottom and breaking the chain by getting sober. This would be very sun square Pluto around the South node. Um, anything that serves as a moment of breakdown and breakthrough relative to what you carry that comes from your, your father or um, the people who have been like, like leaders or guiding lights in your life 
if they have been great examples or if they've been terrible examples, but your connection to those people and how that connection is coming forth within you in this moment, that, that could be a very strong theme this week. For example, you might see it come up in terms of, uh, um, you know, a, a, a change or a shift in your responsibility and how you handle that or, you know, what, whether you're ready for that or want more responsibility or not. Uh, and looking at, you know, well, for example, you know, some, some people might say, well, gosh, I'm getting more opportunity to work, but my dad was a workaholic and I don't want to repeat that pattern with my, my kids or something. All right. Anyway, the number seven on my list is the truth in plain sight. An erupt with sun Pluto with Mercury too an eruption of unconscious material coming up. And it's just like, well, there's, there it is. There's the truth. Here's the thing that we haven't been able to see. Now we can see it. Now we know the truth. It was an unclear, but now we can see. Number eight would be the velvet glove covering the iron fist. Pluto in Capricorn's the iron fist. The velvet glove might be the sun in Libra or Mercury in Libra. You get this feeling that this week we could try to strong arm our way through something or assert our power in a way that is uh, look, we can, we can make it look like unassuming or um, we can make it look okay. You know, like you almost think of like uh, thinking of like that old show house of cards, you know, and, and Kevin Spacey and his wife, I forget what, what her name, Robin Wright Penn, maybe it was anyway, they had this way of doing things that were very selfish and so, like motivations of power and stuff like that, but they would they would know how to get things done in a way that looked like oh, what who could possibly complain? Maybe they'd even look charitable or something. But anyway, um, there is a little bit of that in the air. So watch about uh, trying to assert power or go after things that you're lusting for, or craving um, in ways that are sort of diplomatically manipulated or contrived. Um, number nine would be taking a long view. And the other thing that might be true, by the way, with the velvet glove covering the iron fist point here is that it might be time where something deep or heavy is happening, but you have to find a diplomatic way of communicating with other people about what's going on. So that might not be as the, quite the same thing, maybe a little bit uh, different take on that one. Number nine, taking a long view. Pluto, Sun, Capricorn, Libra, it, it, there's a there is a way, there's a lot of Saturn present. Remember, Libra is the exaltation of Saturn. Capricorn is the domicile of Saturn. Saturn takes a long view on things. And so it might be a point where you reach um, a bubbling or boiling over point and the temptation is to react, but you might be rewarded if you pause and take a long view, a long-term approach to dealing with something. Number 10 would be letting go of an old ideal the basic death of the sun idea that we started with, which is that the sun will represent ideal images, ambitions, things we love or things that we cast in gold in our mind's eye. And this could be a moment where we simply have to let go of a certain um, idyllic way that we've had of looking at someone or something. And that could actually be relieving um, or a transformation from one image or ideal to a new transformed, deepened, more soulful, more honest, more authentic ideal. So those are the things that I would watch for uh, with the sun crossing the south node of the moon and squaring Pluto as the week goes on. Um, one of these may hit really profoundly, others may not. Um, it also, I would pay close attention right now to 
any planets that you have in the last, let's say the last four, three or four degrees of the cardinal or tropical signs, that'd be Aries, Libra, Cancer, and Cap, uh, because that's, there's a lot of action around there right now. So any planets, especially, you know, your sun, moon, or, or ruler of your ascendant, if you have in the late degrees of a cardinal sign, you're probably going to be feeling this week a lot more. Um, there's other placements, of course, that could um, play a role in activating this in your natal chart. If you had uh, your angles, your ascendant, descendant, midheaven, I see in those late degrees too, that could be something to think about. But I'll leave it there for now. I hope that this has been a useful way of starting off your week, kind of prepping you for what's to come. I think that we are going to add into our understanding of the astrology of this week, a separate treatment on Mercury, because Mercury is connected to a lot of other things right now, in particular Venus and Venus's condition this week. So lots to look at uh, with Mercury, and I think it deserves a separate video. So that's what we'll do. Well, that's it for now. I hope you guys are having a great start to your week, and we will see you again soon. Bye.